I love it when a doctor comes onto the show and gives tips on how to encourage your teen and preteen. This one is a must-see. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. Today, my guest is Noha Polak, and she is a practicing pediatrician in New Jersey. How are you today? Hello, I am well, thank you. Um, yes, my name is Noha Polak. I've been a pediatrician since 1996, and obviously I love what I do because I've been doing it for 26 years. Yes, you'd have to love that. <laughs> so how did you get into pediatrics? Um, you know, I always wanted to be a doctor. And when I was in medical school trying to figure out which specialty to pick, to be perfectly honest, the one that gave me joy was pediatrics, because mm -hmm. it just, uh, even though you do see sick kids a lot, mm -hmm. you often see them as they get well, and then you develop long term relationships. And it's just fun to, to watch them grow and, you know, become people. All right. So what do you think is the most challenging age range for children or for for people? <laughs> so I in, in my practice, what I see the most challenging um, issues in is usually the preteens and teens. I would say between 13 and 18, it's really challenging with many issues. And I think that's why I love talking about the topic I'm about to talk to you about, because mm -hmm. these kids really struggle with body image and how they see themselves and how the world sees them and how their parents talk to them about it. And so I see that as one of their bigger struggles. All right. Well, so let's get into this um, teenage body image. I mean, it's, it's such a hard time because they their bodies actually change so much. I wanted to talk about how parents can help their teens have a positive body image, no matter what their shape is, because okay. many teens are struggling with um, weight issues. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes as well-meaning parents, we're so scared of having our child not be well or be sick that we kind of can cause some damage sometimes, you know, with our words. So that's what I wanted to talk about today is how do you address your child or how do you deal with your child if they're struggling with weight? If you think they're a bit overweight, whether they notice it or not, what do you say to them? Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I want to talk about with you today. What do you okay. think? I think that's great. I, I have a funny story to tell you about that then. Um, so when our oldest son got into that like middle school age range, he went into husky size pants and my husband panicked. He was like, Oh, he's gaining, he's getting so chunky. What are we going to do? And I said, no, don't worry about it. He's, he's not kid, his growth spur, he's going to grow into it. And so it was kind of funny because as parents, my husband and I kind of like, you know, we didn't really bring it up to our child, but we had that discussion. So, so I find this to be very interesting. So where would you like to start with that? So I think I'd like to start with a parent who looks at their child and can see obviously that their child is struggling with what they see in the mirror, whether it's your daughter trying to buy a dress or your son trying to, you know, go for a swim and being embarrassed of what 
you know, they're showing other people. And I see that all the time. So if you're a parent and you're looking at your child and you see them with that struggle or they're kind of looking down on themselves, what do you say to them? And uh, so I'd like to, uh, to talk to parents about that. So if you're a parent and you're dealing with this, please consider um, allowing your child to come to you don't bring it up at the wrong time. So if you're in the store, this is not the right time to bring it up. If you're at the swimming pool, please don't bring that up. Wait for your child and then observe. If your child seems sad, you can say, you seem sad or concerned. What's on your mind? If your child resists your questions a few times, you can say something like, I see you looking in the mirror and being unhappy. Is there anything I can do to help you? feel better about it. And if they say yes, that's when you address it. And don't use the word weight if possible, right? Let's use health. Do you want to be healthier? Do you want to look healthier? Can I help you get to a healthier place rather than you and I are going to go on a diet and we're going to both lose 20 pounds and that's that. <laughs> that's pretty rough. <laughs> it is. And, and a lot of parents come from a really truly a place of love where they want to help their child look and feel great um that losing weight is often difficult without making tiny changes so as a as a society it would be great if we can start to change the whole uh, conversation from a weight-based conversation to actually a health-based conversation where you go in to see your pediatrician and instead of them saying you're overweight they would say how can we get you to a healthier place? What are you able to do now? Can you run down the soccer field um, without panting and, and being out of breath? And if that's the case, great. Doesn't matter exactly what the number on the scale shows because scales don't measure willpower, nor do they measure health. It's just a number. But if you cannot run down the soccer field or you cannot run down the basketball court, then that's where we address the issue. We could say, okay, how can we get you to a healthier place? Let's see if you do you want to get into better shape? Do you want to run as fast as certain people? What can we have your goal be besides a weight loss goal? Okay, so then if they agree that they would like to be healthier, what steps can we take to help them through that process? Because losing weight is hard no matter what age you are. It absolutely is. And again, if that's your one and only focus, then you tend to risk, you know, being on that roller coaster of weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain. But if you're on a journey where you're going to make tiny changes in the habits that got you to that place in the first place, then you can slowly get healthier. It's not it's not something that you can do in a week or a month and often not even in one year, to be perfectly honest, if we if we really look, you know, ourselves in the mirror about that. But I often like to have a conversation about habits. As I'm sure you know, in order to feel fit and healthy, you need to make sure that you give your body nutritious food mm -hmm. and that you move and that you sleep. Those are the three biggest things I talk about. So I just dig deep into that, see how often they're eating junk food or fast food. And I don't give the advice of eliminating it altogether because I think that's a little bit um, out there, right? It's not likely that they're going to totally stop eating all fast food or all uh, junk food. But you can say, oh, so what's your favorite? It's this one. Okay, what's your second favorite? It's this one. Which one are you willing to decrease this week? 
right? Instead of eating it three times a week, are you willing to eat it two or once a week? And little tiny micro steps is what I call them in, in, or, in order to get someone to a healthier place. And then slowly things do start to happen in the mindset, not just in the body itself. But in order for us to give our children the idea that their body just needs to be healthy instead of to look a certain way, we as parents and professionals need to start having that conversation. Oh, and it'd be great if it became like a family adventure. That would be wonderful. And often that is a big um, struggle for parents Mm -hmm. because they themselves are sometimes struggling with their own weight and their own mindset. But again, if you take it from a place of little tiny steps, instead of let's jump off the mountain, okay, let's slowly, slowly walk down, things can be helpful in terms of health. I've had several patients. So here's an example, right? I had a family come and see me a few years ago. The children's body mass index or, you know, their fat numbers um, were starting to climb, climb, climb. And when I had a discussion with mom about their intake, they were eating really healthy foods, but they were having juice with every meal. Just having that one conversation, the mom stopped buying juice And I saw them five years later, and they all look and feel amazing. And they remembered the conversation. (laughs) So they remembered the conversation about how much sugar you take in, whether it's natural or not. And decreasing the amount of sugar in your diet can really have long-term effects on your health. And that's where I feel the best about having the conversation about these little steps. I did not tell the mom to never serve them blah, blah again, right? They can eat pasta if they want. They can eat, uh, you know what I mean? But they just make that one tiny step. So that's a story, a success story. There are other stories that are not so successful where the parents love the sugar so much. They, The parents themselves are addicted to the soda or the juice, and you just can't broach that topic because I've had a mom say to me, no, soda is my go-to when I'm stressed out. I'm not going to give that up. And I'm like, okay, hands off. <laughs> yeah, Hands off the soda. What can we talk about? Can we talk about chips? Can we talk about, you know, how often you guys order out? And slowly we made small changes. I think too, that you can create kind of family times by like maybe taking a walk around the block together or a, a- bike ride together or, you know, really creating some positive time with your children. Absolutely. So like I mentioned earlier, nutrition is a part of, you know, how your body looks and feels and your own body image. But the other parts are really movement and sleep. We don't have to talk about exercise because that seems to be a taboo with a lot of kids, right? <laughs> I don't like to exercise. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So I should talk well, about make, movement. How can you make Oh, okay. Talk about it as moving. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I just try to to let them know that if their body's not moving for at least an hour a day, it's not getting what it needs to be healthy. So what if you use the word movement instead of okay. exercise, they don't automatically think of the gym. Sometimes they think of dancing on their own or of the playground, right? Or just riding a bike or going on a scooter, whatever it takes. So Um, I'm hoping to help change the conversation with families about nutrition, movement, and sleep. The importance of sleep is so undervalued. Really, Sleep is very undervalued. So, for example, there's many studies that show that if you don't sleep well, you don't make good food choices. So 
I myself on a day that I've had really poor sleep, I can tell that my cravings are much more towards fat and sugar than they are towards vegetables and fruits. Okay. So my own health journey starts with my getting at least eight hours of sleep a night, or at least trying. Okay. So you go to bed, no screens in your hand, <laughs> right? That's a big one for teenagers. That's a big one, yeah. Okay. You try yourself to, you know, you breathe slowly, you try to go to sleep, and you try to get at least eight hours a day. And the next day, it's much easier to control your cravings than if you don't get enough sleep. So parents also need to know that on their child's health journey, besides nutrition and movement, that sleep is critical. I, I've seen parents at times like, oh, my kids stayed up so late because they didn't get their homework done. They got so much homework. What do we do with those situations? So to be honest, it's really hard. And sometimes it's not going to be the ideal eight hours of sleep a night every night, but that should always be our goal. And then we should watch our children. What are they doing before they get to their homework, right? Um, how much time are they spending, you know, on social media before they start the homework, right? So sometimes you just need to prioritize and have some uh, forgiveness also in the schedule. Nobody gets exactly eight hours or more a night every night. But if that's our goal, we're at least going to try to get close to it. If it's never our goal, we're never going to get there. Um, so I would say, please look at your children's free time. Make sure that they do have some free time, but it's not all screen time, right? Mm -hmm. And that they get to their homework in a timely manner. So in terms of um, another message that I'd really love parents to know is the importance of not shaming your child. I've seen this in my practice where a parent is so worried because grandma has diabetes and dad has diabetes and mom is super worried. So she says in front of the child, see, because you're, you did this or that, you're going to get diabetes too. The children become so scared at that time. And I see the tears rolling down their face. And I sometimes have to stop the mom and say, let's talk about health. Okay. Shaming or scaring your child increases their stress level. And we know that when kids are stressed out, especially kids who struggle with weight, they're just going to eat more. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So let's not tell your kid you're going to get this disease if you don't stop drinking or eating this food. Let's just make the food less available, right? I wouldn't say unavailable right? Because that's also not fair. They see their friends eating something and if they can never have it, that's going to be a big deal. But you can make it less available. You can have a deal where, okay, if your favorite food is this particular type of chips, I'm going to let you have that every Wednesday or every Friday, just once a week. Here's your treat, but it's not every day. Um, so a, a big message for all of us to, to speak about is not scaring or shaming our kids into a healthy lifestyle. But just let's be role models as much as we can. And that's that. And um, I do talk to a lot of teenagers, both boys and girls, who get bullied in school mm -hmm. because of their body size or their body shape. I don't know how you feel about it, but as a parent, I want to be their protector. Right? right. So I want to kind of give them an armor. I want to give these kids an armor against all of this negative messaging and the bullying. And I, I want them to remember that people's opinions are not facts. They can say these things all day long. It doesn't make it a fact. It's just one person's opinion or two people's opinions. And 
kind of kind of irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but I think it's really hard to think that at that age. <laughs> and at that moment. However, that moment, yeah. however, if you see it happening as a parent, right? Or if you hear of it happening, you're just your reaction to it saying that's one person's opinion. I personally don't care about that. Um, or you can say, okay, that's their opinion. Good for them. I want to be healthy and I don't care what size I am. So let's just be healthy together and move on with that. And I perhaps that. it won't resonate that one time, but I mm -hmm. think eventually with repetition, our kids do hear us, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that very much. All right. Any other tips? Yeah, I, I would say that that just to remember that you are your child's protector. If someone is saying something mean to them, it is okay for you to stand up and say, I'm not okay with you speaking to my son or my daughter like that. I think that's mean-spirited, and I am going to make sure that my child is healthy and take care of them. And you just walk away from the situation because often it's also adults saying these things, you know, well-meaning relatives at Thanksgiving. Mm. Oh, look at how chubby you got or all these things. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, really, as parents, we just have to step up, step up and instead of being embarrassed or agreeing, being protective and focusing on health if possible want to say that this is a message that I'd like to amplify um, in as many places as possible, as many places that I can kind of access parents in. I'd like to talk about that. So if you or anyone you know needs a speaker, I could be a dynamic in-person speaker or virtual speaker about the parenting topic of how to deal with your child who is struggling with weight and how to help them with their body image. Well, there you go. Giant Builders, you have a speaker here. If you know anybody who has a parenting podcast or anything like that, the doctor will be available. Absolutely. You can easily find me on LinkedIn, NohaPolakMD, and I'm sure there'll be some links in the show notes. Oh, yes, definitely. We'll have them below. All right. Well, thank you, doctor. I feel very enlightened about how to talk to children. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. See you next time, Giant Builders. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.